1: Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour I Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, i got to give a shout-out to my, my cousins. They're letting me use their home, their beautiful home, while uh, mine gets torn apart and pipes go in and out. And uh, i got to thank my husband for <laughs> taking off today so I can do some of the stuff that I need to do. So, but anyway, you know, it's our favorite day, one of our favorite days here on G's Power Hour because we have my brother Burton Kelso from Integral back to talk tech. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. Good, good. Well, you head into the sunshine state pretty soon.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm excited to be selected as a speaker for uh, Florida Realtors, the second. Second
1: time, talking LinkedIn. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited.
1: Good, good. Glad to have you here. Glad to have you here. Teach some people some stuff. I'm trying. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know, I know. So what are you teaching us today? Let's get started. What do we talk about first? Let's talk
0: about your favorite uh, topic, uh, your favorite company, Amazon, and the shenanigans they're up to uh, this time. So oh yeah, I know right. So a lot of they're people don't a realize. Bit of heat. Yeah. Well, yeah, they are because one of the things that they did last month was to share uh, surveillance footage from a ring doorbell camera with law enforcement without notifying the homeowners. But this time, they're not in any trouble. But they have recently purchased iRobot which makes the Roomba Oh yeah. a uh, vacuum. I saw that. And they Yeah. and they make the Roomba um mop as well. So the oh. challenge
1: I was reading somewhere that you know this is like not necessarily a new thing that they've been purchasing companies <laughs> for a long time here and there and they've purchased I forget how many years that they've purchased like a I don't know if I read like 144 companies or some some something crazy, you know. And I'm like, okay, uh, does that does that is that a good thing, bad thing? Does it make a difference? Well, just think
0: of Minority Report. Remember the scenes where Tom Cruise would walk through the mall and uh, the targeted ads would pop up based on uh, what his eyes would focus uh, on. Yeah, we're kind of getting to that area now where Amazon just wants to be able to target ads and gather information about you from any source. So you have to think about us, meaning our family, we're kind of the anomaly as far as smart home tech, because, I mean, we've got, I mean, we were like the poster child for Amazon. We've got Alexa devices. We've got the blink camera system. We've got uh, the Roombas, the ring doorbell. I mean, so we have all of the smart home surveillance stuff that Amazon would use or could use to kind of target ads towards us, but most households don't have every Amazon product, so Amazon's just trying to find different ways that they can get into your home so that they can target you and I don't know if you knew this, but the Roomba for years has been mapping homes and most of the rumored devices have cameras on them. Uh, the excuse is to avoid a, avoid uh, things in your home that are laying on the floor, like you uh-huh. know, say unmentionables or toys or any of that stuff. But I mean, they could theoretically use that camera to spot products in your home, and then of course target ads to you. So I mean, that's one of the things that people are concerned about with Amazon and this purchase of iRobot is. iRobot already has the best mapping and tracking technology, but, you know, what's Amazon going to do with it? And, of course, they want to be in your home, so they're going to try to get every smart device, but also a lot of the purchases that Amazon has made over the years has kind of helped their research and development department. I mean, if they buy a company, then there's not much R&D to do to create new new tech I mean they can just commandeer it and then just kind of use it for their own purposes but the main goal is to obviously target ads to you so
1: uh, It does seem like they have their tentacles everywhere because um, I know that uh, um, with my little uh, Side hustle I guess I'll call it um, the company that I work for people get upset because of, you know, this, that, and the other. I found it cheaper at Amazon, or Amazon gives me free shipping and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff, you know, and it's like, so, you know, part of me is like, well, you know, but, you know, I can't say that, but. Yeah, uh, my the thing about it is, yeah, I mean, I guess during the pandemic we started ordering a little more from Amazon and and it's, it's almost like the go-to for everybody. If you can't, I, I we were my husband and I were purchasing um, plumbing fixtures and you know the place we we were referred to, we were able to get. Quite a few of the items, but you know the rest of them. They were like, well, you know, you should you should try Amazon. <laughs> it's like <laughs> just just like that. It's like, okay, you, are you that quick to want to lose business just by saying, hey, go to Amazon? <laughs> you know, no no effort to kind of uh, see how you could, you know, I guess get make make something for yourself. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Oh, I wanted to ask you a question of something you mentioned um, before we keep going, and that is, um, do you have problems uh, with Alexa if you have someone, let's say, who's named Alexa and you call that person's name? Um, The reason reason I ask that is because um, one of our news reporters here in Central Florida is named Alexa, and, uh, you know, I keep saying, okay, so does that jack up everybody's technology every time they call her name on the television? It can,
0: yeah, because, I mean, that's the awake word for for the Alexa device. Now, keep in mind that you can – rename it your word i mean you could call it echo or you could call it alexa so i would say oh, the vast okay. majority of people just the vast majority of people just kind of leave it to the default name because it's just known as alexa but i mean if you're having problems like if you had someone called alexa in the house or alexis or something close then it's a good possibility that it could you know it could cause issues not much it's just you have to deal with the device. Uh, just a- keep asking. You know, what did you want when you were just calling something similar? So,
1: <laughs> okay, I was just curious because I'm like, mm, that that has to be driving somebody crazy right about now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that reporters used to say
0: Alexa in their newscast when the devices first came out, just to kind of th- throw people's devices off.
1: Right. <laughs> right No, this you person's know, name I, is actually Alexa. So oh yeah, mm. so yeah, it would definitely yeah.
0: um, it would definitely cause issues with with your Alexa device if you didn't you know do anything about it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. it you know, in an instance like that, if, in your market, you would probably need to go in and rename it, especially if you use you know use that um, or listen to that channel all the time. Okay,
1: so okay, let's but, let's go back. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, yeah, but, yeah, the other thing is challenging with the the whole Amazon thing is I think that most people, uh, most lay people need to just realize what uh, impact or reach that Amazon has. Because I think most people assume that with Amazon they're just mainly the online retailer that you would purchase whatever you want it from. But I think most people need to be aware of how much stuff they've purchased over the past 20 years. And the fact that from day one, they've been doing targeted advertising because that, I mean, that's helped them sell books because obviously Amazon started out with books, but then they created an algorithm to kind of keep track of what books you were purchasing so that you could, you you could get books that are geared towards your taste Sent to you, and of course, as they've added more products and retail shops, like say Whole Foods, uh, it's just you know that's just their goal. It's just to target stuff to you, and I think most people are, are unaware, and they just kind of go with the suggested items because it takes the thinking process out of shopping or you know trying to find whatever you want. But people do need to be aware that their choices are being. If that's even a word. So I mean that's I think that's the biggest thing. And of course the other thing too, G, is what's happening with all that data. I mean, is Amazon keeping that all in house because mm-hmm. I think most people if they're dealing with Amazon, they're okay with them collecting data on them. Because I mean it's no different than if you deal with any other retail outlet, you're gonna have to give up some data like credit card information or uh, if you're having items shipped, you're gonna to have to get that information out. And the assumption is it's gonna be kept in house. But I mean, is that the case with Amazon? I mean that's the thing you have to worry about.
1: Creeping into world domination. <laughs> so so when Creeping, when, I think they're already there. Well, so I guess then my question is, um, when is it when does it become a point where they say, Okay, you because monopolies are illegal, right? So
0: when does it become yeah, a point? Yeah, but I don't know. Amazon's monopoly, though. I mean, they do have a large share of of stuff, but it's not like they. It's not like you can only shop with Amazon. I mean, you still have your choices of going to your local store, your brick and mortar store to get stuff. So, and there's definitely online stores. Like your brick and mortar stores have an online. Uh, Portal as well So it's not like you can say Well Amazon is kind of a monopoly They just I think the big thing now Is just the whole privacy thing with Amazon I mean they've done their research And they know what toes to step on It's not like back in the 80s with AT&T Where they were the only telecom company out there I mean you've got different places You can shop online It's with Amazon What are they doing with, with the data and how are they collecting your personal data and just the public needs to be aware that Amazon is collecting your personal data i think those are the big things
1: okay all right so uh mm that's that's just i don't know i it's it's I, I, well, I guess like you say, you have control as far as what you just do purchase or don't purchase. Because I know, uh, like I said, we've done some shopping with with Amazon, you know, because it seems like that everybody refers them. But it, just in general, no. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily shop. I'm not. I'm not on Amazon. You know, on the computer uh, shopping Amazon every week. You know. or every other week when the paycheck comes or something. So, you know, and and personally, I'm still one of those people. I'm still a little old-fashioned. I still like to go to the store and shop. I like to get my stuff and and take it home. (laughs) Yeah, I do
0: too. And I think one of the challenges you have to worry about with technology that we don't talk about is the whole addiction aspect of, of technology. And I know we talk about it in the social media aspect, where people are online just constantly using social media to communicate with people and online games. But, I mean, obviously there's a shopping addiction aspect to it too, and you, can, you don't have to look yeah. that far with shopping. Um, QVC and HSN, I mean, I have encountered people that have had shopping addictions with those channels, and so the same thing could be said of Amazon and how they cater their, you know, their platform to get people to shop because if you see it and you think you need it, then you're going to purchase it. And I know you've heard stories of households of of husbands and wives and partners that have purchased stuff off of Amazon on a regular basis where the truck just is constantly pulling up. So, I mean, that's (laughs) another aspect you'd have to look up too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and um, they have, you know, you see where the commercial was, well, not just Amazon, but uh, it's the whole thing with the free shipping thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know, the woman has the, the house, the, the two-story house or whatever, and all these packages are stocked there, and a the guy pulls up, and she's like, uh, free shipping, <laughs> you know?
0: Right.
1: I mean, come on! You don't just buy stuff because the shipping is free. You know, you gotta gotta look at a lot of different things. I mean, but I understand the shopping addiction thing because I used to work retail years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Before before. Pre, pre technology, pre well, I won't say pre total technology. We had cash registers, but uh, you know, I used to work uh, at a retail store, a very popular retail store here in Florida for a while, and um, before it, it was taken over by another more popular retail store. But uh, you can get addicted because you know, especially if you have the information when the sales come out, uh, you know, and and you kind of can wait and. and if you know if it's still there you pounce on it or some people pounce on it as soon as it you know it's coming uh i i had somebody that um like i said with my little side gig she her main purpose of working there is so that she can shop and buy stuff there at a discount so uh and uh covid didn't help at all with the, the whole shopping thing
0: so, no not at all especially online because i mean you couldn't yeah. go into Stores and are especially items that you needed, so I mean it definitely helped increase it. But I mean, obviously, we need to keep an eye on Amazon and see, you know, what things they're going to do
1: in the future. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, I want to talk about. Uh, we're still talking back to school. I want to talk about. You have some safety tips, tips that you want to share. And then we're going to mm-hmm. also talk about uh, 5G and, and the problems that some folks are encountering with that. So we're here Burton Kelso of Integral. The number, if you have questions for Burton, this is a good time to ask questions, 516-387-1944. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. to g's power hour we're not there yet i'm sorry i'm rushing it sorry uh, <laughs> happy thursday eve welcome back to g's power hour I never had it so good entertainment i am your host g thanks so much for being with us today we are here talking tech with burton kelso from integral and if you have questions for burton the number is 516 uh you have some safety tips as we have you know some of us at uh, different parts of the country have you all gone back to school yet Next week. Next week, okay. Yeah, we started um, beginning of August, more or less. Uh, So we are back in school. So what safety tips do you have for our parents to kind of help keep the kids safe?
0: Well, I think one of the first things that parents need to do is to sit down with their kids with um, school technology because most schools now are handing out um, Chromebooks and other devices and you even though the school ha- may have parental control software or monitoring software on it then parents still need to sit down and figure out what the rules are because some kids get those devices and then they're playing on them playing games on them more than they are doing actual school work and it's easier for the school because you don't have that big paper trail anymore as far as uh, homework assignments. Very rarely do you have textbooks because it's all online, but there's ne- there's only limited controls that schools can put on these devices. I mean, ultimately it has to be the parents setting the ground rules, making sure that they're taking devices away at night so that kids aren't staying up all night playing on their school-issued devices. I mean, it, it's – I mean, and – Again, it boils down to just ignorance as far as parents and parental control software. You mentioned parental control software. It's just the parents automatically think, well, all areas are blocked. But as you and I know, technology is constantly evolving, and parental control software isn't always able to keep up. So you may be able to limit inappropriate content. You can set time limits when they can use those devices. But with new social media sites and gaming sites popping up constantly, it's impossible for the parental control software that's even school issued can keep up with all that. So parents do have to be a little vigilant and just stay on top of where their kids are using their devices and then also to make sure that they're checking the devices and the parental control software just to see um where they're going and have a better handle on kids and their techies.
1: Have you ever had any real issues with your kids um, as they come along through the years with um, pulling them away from the tech?
0: You said, I like how you said had. It's an ongoing battle, and it's one that most parents are dealing with on a regular basis. Um, Some parents. Well, I should say a lot of parents will just give in and let their kids have access to the devices because it's your kids are co- constantly trying to circumvent the parental controls to get access to the stuff that they want. Uh, they, you know, you have to get into the habit in mindset of just remembering to gather all the devices at night because your kids aren't going to just voluntarily give up those tech devices. And then there's the uh-huh. whole addiction factor. There's the whole addiction factor as far as You know, games, online games, I should say. Let's let's get it right. And, of course, uh, content on YouTube. And in our school district, a lot of the content that they post is on YouTube. So your kid has an excuse because schools are posting content on YouTube because there's a storage with YouTube. Um, So it's an ongoing battle. I mean, I always tell parents, you know, the longer that you can – Keep your kids from tech; the better off you the better off your life's going to be. Because in our household, you can definitely see the shift from when they're off their devices to when they're on their devices. I mean, they just once they're on, they don't want to get off.
1: Mm. And of course, COVID didn't help that either. Um, you know, it, 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 no, it didn't. <laughs> you know, you've got to have a device. I mean, and, and you know, in a way, you got to, you kind of got to be grateful that it was there. But at the same time, uh, just it didn't help in terms of you know trying to do that battle of, of hel- helping your kid have a, a balanced life because uh, they're going to lean on on the having to use it for school as a as a crutch type of thing. So.
0: Right. And the, and and yeah, parents got lax during the pandemic as far as kids and their devices, because most parents were thinking, well, you know, I need to have, my kid needs to have some social interaction. So I'll let them get away and utilize these devices. But um, now we got to get back to where it's real world and Mm -hmm. parents just need to really step up because there's all sorts of other threats online that, you know, could harm your kids. Like, uh, the other safety tip I was going to give is online predators. Because a lot of these online Uh games, you have online predators that are grooming kids. And there is no parental control software that can control um, conversations that are held in direct messenger. And most, well, obviously you have direct messenger on social media accounts. Facebook's not a problem because kids don't use it anymore, but say Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, they all have they all have direct messenger where parental control, parental control software can't monitor. Uh, you also have video games that have direct messenger and it's an instance where parents can't see what's going on in the parental control software it will just never be designed to see what's going on in direct messenger. So I mean it, it poses a challenge where as a parent you really have to get involved and figure out you know, where your kids are going and, and make sure that they're being on the up and up.
1: Well, I mean and, and you've gotta worry you've gotta worry about a couple of just some really serious stuff when you think about it. For example, the uh guy that uh did the shooting in, in Buffalo, um, he's mm-hmm. just one of many that were um inspired by uh something on the internet uh mm-hmm. and, and there was a case the other day here where there was uh some arrest of guys that were uh approaching what they thought were a uh, 15 year old girls on the internet and it turned out to be they were law enforcement uh ladies and law right enforcement, you know uh, um you know i mean we always had the the predators but you know it was a, it was a lot more difficult when you had to, didn't have internet and you had to try to fool people in person. You know, uh, you mm-hmm. didn't get away with it. I don't think as as much. But now you can almost get away with anything and not get caught or not get caught for a long period of time. So. Right, because a lot
0: of the online predators will set up VPNs or. It's easy to set up a fake account, set up a fake profile so that you, you, you can be something that you aren't online. And it, most people won't bet. They'll just take, especially kids, they'll just take things at face value and communicate with the person online just because the adult or the predator knows how to groom kids in order to get what they want. So, I mean, it's obviously a big deal that parents need to watch out for, as well as cyberbullying with kids online. Whether your kid's bullying or being bullied, parents really need to monitor devices to make sure that none of that is going on during the school year. Now, I will say with our boys, we keep them off social media, so that definitely makes it uh, their lives a little bit easier because at least they're not being trolled online with social media but still there's the online games and then just the constant wanting to be on their devices because they feel that that's their only form of entertainment. Mhm.
1: So, oh, wow. So, um now are are you finding we talk about um having to do things to keep kids, you know, off or or regulate it with regards to social media? Um are the are you finding that uh you enc- are you encountering any type of difficulty with let's say school guidance counselors or teachers in terms uh, are you able to partner with any of those type of people in order to make sure that i mean you've got the home front covered but once they leave the house sometimes you need someone else covering that that you know the outside uh um influences as well
0: well the schools for the most part on their devices do have parental control software that and monitoring software that will send you an email once a week letting you know where your kid's been online and what they've done. But oh, other okay. than that, yeah, other than that, not really. Because, you know, if your kid had an altercation or interaction, then the school can't reveal who the other party was unless it's, you know, blatantly obvious. So it's kind of –
1: Really?
0: It's kind of a situation – yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of a, and it varies from school district to school district, but for the most part, it's like the parent has to be the responsible one as far as making sure that their kids aren't doing bad stuff online. I mean, and that's the assumed thing. I mean, the unsung rule or the unsaid rule is, well, you've got these electronics in your house, and you need to be the one that's monitoring your kids and making sure that they're not doing bad stuff. Because it's not like... With a lot of the school devices, your kids have to bring them home, but most parents mm. let them bring it home because it makes for an easier situation to deal with as far as that tech is concerned.
1: Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking tech this Thursday with Burton Kelso of Integral. If you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back.
0: Hi, I'm Tim Gareth. You may know me as Timmy G. Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the argument, and I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's
1: chill-out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz soul and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on K-Ham Radio. Are you chilling?
0: This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families.
1: Good afternoon, now. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on oh, Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It's Tech Thursday, the third Thursday of the month on G's Power Hour. And the number, if you have questions for Burton, is 516-387-1944. So, Mr. Kelso, uh, what other things are we talking about trying to uh get everybody – uh I guess, together with this whole 5G thing.
0: Well, I think the thing that most people don't realize is that 5G isn't everywhere. I mean, they've got powers (gasps) up internationally, but it's not like the network is, it's not like your cellular network is completely 5G. You Mm -hmm. have the end of 3G. So most companies except for Verizon, I think at this point, have shut off their 3G service, and you're having to rely on both 4G or 5G. But I know there's people that have signed up, and they're probably wondering why they don't have 5G in all areas. And the simple fact of the matter is is that with most tech, especially with cellular rollouts, they just kind of piecemeal it at a time. They get kind of a base infrastructure set up, but then they're, then they'll – continually roll it out obviously as funds are available because your cellular network believe it or not relies largely on fiber optic so the towers that you see uh, transmitting information over those towers there has to be fiber optic cable laid between tower to tower to get that cellular network up and running where it's nice and robust and they just kind of have to roll that out. It's like the it's like Internet fiber. So, uh, you know, we've got Google in our area, and it's not – and Google isn't everywhere. Same thing with mm. your other providers like, say, AT&T or Spectrum or Xfinity. Um, they only have it in specific areas, and they're constantly building out the network. And so with 5G, people just have to be a little patient as they continue to – Roll out the five G network because the rule of cellular networks is you're looking at like a 20 year period where this network could be around because 3 G has been around for 20 years and 4 G has been around at least for 10 years so it's you know it's it, it takes time but there are things that you kind of have to do with your smart devices to make sure that you know that your smartphone or tablet is able to get 5g and so one of the things that people have to look at is to make sure that their device is 5g capable (laughs) because you know if you have a smart device that's uh 5g capable you may not have you, you may not have the right settings in your smartphone so you may have to go to your provider Number one, to find out if you need to get a new SIM card in order to get 5G. And I forget, I know my phone is less than a year old, so I've got 5G built into it. But I think your Android is a couple of years old
1: and maybe even older. It's not so, that. You know, you would have to. No, uh, I don't think it, mine is that old. I think I got one. When did I get it? I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, time flies so much, but it's not that old. Because in fact, I think we got it this year because we got har- I got harassed. Um, I was kept getting. I think I was telling you about. I was mm-hmm. continuing to get messages uh, from that. Um, you know, yeah, I think I got mine around February because I got messages. Let me see if I can find it where um, they were saying, um, you know, we won't be able to, you know, service your phone anymore because of, of this, that, and the other. Uh, that it was back in in February and, and I got started getting it for my husband. And I'm like, well, you know, are they harassing you? (laughs) You know, it's like, no, you know, and then, then he started getting it a little later, but I mean, you know, yeah, we ended up getting, well, before uh
0: your phone, yeah, you would, you would probably have upgraded. And the fact that you're, most people would play that message off from their provider that, that you need to update your phone because and in most people's minds, it's like, well, as long as it's working, I might as well save the money and, and keep using and, my old phone.
1: And I would, but, have, I would have done it, you know, if, if they weren't threatening to cut me off. And so now, yeah, that's why I'm a little annoyed. It's like, okay, where is it? Where's the 5G? You know, you maybe get this expensive phone because we, you know, I mean, my, really, we don't, when we buy phones, we we buy the phone. We don't do the payment plan. Right. So, right. yeah.
0: I, yeah, I, I get that. Um, but, yeah, most people would just kind of blow it off and then wonder why they're not part of the 5G network. So, the first thing is obviously make sure that your phone is 5G capable so that you can be a part of the network. But the next thing is to check to make sure you don't need to update the SIM card in your phone uh, so that your phone's 5G capable. Because even though you have a newer phone, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a 5G SIM card in your device in order to get 5G. And then the other thing that people need to check is to make sure that their plan includes 5G coverage because we know most cell phone companies kind of nickel and dime you uh, as far as the services that you get. Like the Mm -hmm. best example I can use would be a hotspot. So most people automatically assume, well, I've got a a smartphone. I can definitely turn it into a Wi-Fi hotspot and use internet right. but that's not always the case you have to Mm-mm. sign up for that service in order to use a hotspot and uh, depending on your provider maybe the same thing with 5g that you have to specify that you want to get 5g service on your on your phone but um, it's i mean obviously 5g is, is great but you know there's things that you have to uh, just make sure that you have the foundation in place that you'll get it but i think the most misunderstood thing is is that it's automatically everywhere. And, of course, on the commercials, we see the coverage maps and stuff as far as 5G coverage. But, I mean, it's not everywhere. I mean, it may be for okay. some providers, but um, it's not for every provider. So I think T-Mobile's got the largest network now because they bought Sprint. Uh, right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have 5G towers everywhere. It just means they have the service right. available. And one so, other thing I was going to mention as far as 5G would uh-huh. be – if your phone's not getting it, you're going to laugh at this one. It's just <laughs> – you you may have to turn your phone on and off just so that it'll reconnect to that 5G signal. Because let's say that you're in an area, and they're like, well, yeah, 5G's in your area, but your phone may not be smart enough to make the switch – from 4G over to 5G, so sometimes just turning your phone off and turning it back on will allow you to get that 5G signal that you desire.
1: Yeah, turning the phone off and then back on again seems to be the go-to fix-it thing. Who <laughs> would have thunk? But you know, it's well, like, you know why oh, well. That is? Why?
0: Because you've got two reception or receptacles if that is even a word to describe uh, wireless networks built into your phone. So your phone has a receiver for the data signal. Well, I I think it would be maybe three. Well, let's just go with two. So the signal from your provider, your phone has to be able to pick up to receive voice and data information from your provider. But then your phone Uh also has... Wi-Fi built into it so that you can connect to a, a Wi-Fi network. So if you say had a limited data plan, you could connect to anyone's Wi-Fi and surf the inter or not surf. Yeah, surf the internet on your phone through a wireless network. Or let's just say that the cellular signal was poor in the area. Then you can do what's called Wi-Fi calling on your smartphone to to make phone calls. So it's it's flip flopping. Between those two technologies on your phone, so sometimes it'll get confused and say, "Well, you were asking me to connect wirelessly now you're asking me to try to connect to five g, but you were using four g a few minutes ago, so when you reset your phone to recalibrate and find the strongest signal to connect to so that's that's why that that's why that process has to happen because your phone why people, it just sometimes gets confused.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so is, are are they working on anything that you know of that eliminates that having to turn the phone on and off? Oh, because I know there are certain areas so. that uh, they need to. Because <laughs> that's that's just well, because the time. I mean, let let's say you're in. I guess one store and you leave that store and then you go to another store and then you're trying to get a signal, can't get a signal, You got to turn the phone on and off. And, and, and every time you do that, doesn't that, first of all, doesn't that drain the battery uh, every time you have to turn the phone off and on or, or you know, or, or any time that you're someplace, because this, this is the issue that I have sometimes, sometimes in a place and, and it's just spinning and it's just spinning and my phone's getting hot (laughs) or I had just different types of things. So, uh, it it doesn't, if if they were to do something to eliminate that having to turn the phone off and on or to eliminate that, you know, having to, you know, get power up and and power down and power up to get a connection or, or restart it, uh, because that would that would definitely save a lot of time, and I think also battery on the phone. Yeah,
0: I think you will see an end of a lot of that because people would normally hop on Wi-Fi if their cellular signal was low. But with five G, once the network becomes a little bit mo- more robust, more people are going to switch off their wireless on their phone and just use five G exclusively because five G speeds can reach almost the same speeds that you would get from land-based Internet. So if you just turned off wireless on your phone and relied on just your cellular cellular connection, it'll be easier for your phone to hop from one tower to another tower, whereas most people leave Wi-Fi on phone because they want it to be able to detect wireless networks when their phone is not able to get onto a cellular network. And you're right. When your phone is constantly searching for either a cellular signal or a Wi-Fi signal, then it does drain the battery because the phone is working harder to get you reconnected
1: because i I'm finding more and more that now that's that's the thing I guess I find annoying because I expected, okay, I have a new phone, and we're supposed to have five g and so that things are supposed to operate better and I find now that that it doesn't seem to be better things to be worse. you know I'm in uh, a, a Walmart or something, and and there' are certain certain places that are worse than others um where You know, I'm getting the spinning and everything, and I actually have to turn on the Wi-Fi in order to get whatever you know app or program I'm I'm trying to access to get it to connect. So, um, when 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 do you foresee uh, the five G becoming a little bit, I guess, more prevalent? Uh, what is it going to take? Is, is, is there government involvement that has to happen, or uh, something with uh, the companies? You know, are, because they are buying and selling each other and transitioning, is that causing delays with that? No, it's just the the government's already approved 5G. It's just the cell phone companies need to
0: strengthen up their network and make it a little bit more robust, and they have to identify the areas that have a specific need right now i think probably rural would be the priority because of the infrastructure bill that was passed earlier this year because rural people have an issue with internet connectivity so i think the cellular companies are trying to focus on that as opposed to people in urban areas because in urban areas you know it's easy for you to be able to flip-flop between 4g and 5g you're going to be fine but rural is the target because of the amount of money they can make if they beef up 5g in rural communities because internet sucks in most rural communities uh farming communities uh it's the herculean task to run fiber optic from like farm property to farm property so the area that you would focus on would be the cellular towers and so i think Once that's beefed up, then you'll see a little bit more robust uh, infrastructure in urban areas. When you roll out a network network like that, you have to think about how much money are we going to make once we get that network up. And, you know, land-based Internet companies and cellular companies, I mean, that's what they think about because it's a huge investment to throw up a cell tower. So they're thinking, well, once we throw this power up, how quickly are we going to be able to recoup our expenses once we put this out?
1: I was thinking about when you were talking about rural areas, I was remembering when I was a kid, um, we moved over into a a different county for about five years that wasn't, I I would say, at the time wasn't as developed as as, um, Orange County is, where Orlando is. And they we had to have cable that was the only way we got television was to mm-hmm. have cable it wasn't a luxury or something like it is now you know it was a must have otherwise we didn't have access to television yeah so it's just interesting how that that changes and you're you're talking pretty much the same thing with um with 5g yeah oh definitely yeah yeah well, we're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we'll take any questions that you might have. And if you don't, that's fine, because I'm going to also ask Burton about, a little bit about his days in school. And I'm also going to ask him about being a black business owner. It is Black Business Month this month. So we will be right back. This is G's Power Hour I've Never Had It So Good Entertainment, the number 516-387-1944. And we will be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event, need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email our gatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thank you for being with us on this Friday Eve with Burton Kelso to Tech Thursday to Thursday on G's Power Hour and the number if you have questions in the last 10 minutes or so, 516-387-1944 I want to ask you about your days in school um, what do you remember what was I guess uh, the most influential or had the most impact on you uh, as a student coming up um, how did you make your decision to get into tech, that's one of the things I guess I want to know too Oh, that's too funny. So, yeah, I'm pretty much uh, – I mean, I did
0: go to some college, but I'm pretty much self-taught as a large amount of people in the tech industry are. I mean, I you'd be surprised, but, you know, if you look at some of the, I guess you could say white tech giants in the industry, most of them have some college, but they didn't really complete college. Like Bill Gates, for example, he attended mm-hmm. – I think it was Harvard, wasn't it? But he didn't, he didn't graduate. Same thing with – I think Steve Jobs was the same way. I know Michael Dell. I, uh, I think it's the same thing. But, yeah, I just kind of fell into it because you're going to laugh because of video games. I just like playing games, and it just seemed like a interesting career choice to help people with technology because, you know, all those years ago, people were struggling with tech, and they still are. So, I mean, that kind of a shame on the industry because <laughs> – We're developing Mm -hmm. devices, but people don't know how to use them, and we still need companies like my IT company to go out and help people get, you know, things taken care of. But the other thing that's a a challenge that has only been in existence for the past 10 years is just, you know, cybercrime and uh, identity and data theft. I mean, so that kind of keeps a need for a tech company to be around and, and do stuff. But, I mean, in school i you know I wasn't necessarily a computer nerd. I just you know just play games on it, you know and for me uh-huh. i don't I, I guess I can't consider myself a tech person because I'm not that guy who finds it relaxing to work on tech devices. um you know, <laughs> I've had neighbors and friends over the in the past that say, "Hey, why don't you just take this home and work on it?" i'm like yeah that that ain't me, I don't want to go home and work on a computer." <laughs> so I just have to play dumb for people and not, well, yeah, I have no clue how to fix that, knowing good and well <laughs> that I do. But I mean that's not how I find my that's not what I find relaxing. What what the main focus for me as as far as technology is concerned is just helping people get a better grasp of the tech devices that they use on a day to day basis. I mean that's I just like helping people achieve more. Mhm. So yeah, so that's yeah that's kind of my, I mean, and I've always been like that, but you know that's kind of what drives me, as far as technology is concerned, you know. But I will share this with you. I don't know if you knew this or not, but I just kind of finally, or, well, I've been realizing it for years, but you know, it's just kind of dawned on me over the past couple of years that you know technology is a white male dominated industry. Um, it in, you know, at the regular like employee level, you know, sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Of your tech workers are white male, and at the executive level, they're, it's 80% of of it is white male. And I, I hate to say it, but you're familiar with the unconscious bias, aren't you? Yes. So I think the tech industry really relays, on, or I shouldn't say relies on that, is mm-hmm. guilty of that the simple fact that most of your tech giants are white males, and those mm-hmm. are the ones that we, you know, those are the ones that we always up play in the media, and mm-hmm. that's how most people's mindset occurs when it comes to your tech guy. Most people, when they think of, you know, the guy that's able to fix your computer or devices is that white male nerdy looking individual that likes to mess with technology, and so That's why companies hire people like that. But then also, too, uh, part of it is that if you are going to get a tech degree, then you've got to go to a formal education institution, and, you know, there's people of color and women that aren't, you know, they may not be able to financially accomplish that, and most of the tech companies, which is kind of funny, G, are that when they hire tech people, they want tech people that are able to hit the ground running. There really isn't, you know, much of an internship community in the tech industry. It's kind of like they throw you in and then you just kind of have to figure it out as you go. So there's a lot of tech knowledgeable people out there that don't have the formal degrees or certifications in you know it it just makes it a little difficult for people of color
1: so now do you, are there let's say if you decide at an early age is, is that this is what you want to do, are there classes that um, kids should be you know leaning toward uh, what What type of things should parents be doing to try to assess whether or not um, their child is, is that's where their interests are? You
0: can um you could gear your child toward towards STEM activities, which is the science what is the science technology, engineering, and math um, focus. but I would say the ultimate goal would be the networking and people skills because you can have the tech skills, but if you don't know how to talk to people or how to articulate how to get from point A to point z, then you're not going to get hired because in the tech industry. Like a lot of industries, it's all in who you know. So parents need to encourage their kids to start to formulate those relationships with people in the tech community because it's, a lot of it is word of mouth. I know Johnny, mm. you know, Johnny is a good, he may not have his certifications, but, you know, he's good and he can hit the ground running. And, I mean, that's what parents need to focus on because a lot of the techs that approach us that want to work, they're talking about, they. well, I've built I don't know how many computers. I'm like, that doesn't make a difference in the real world. No <laughs> company is having a tech guy build a computer. Most companies are buying them in bulk from Dell or HP or Lenovo, and they're just having mm-hmm. someone set it up. The biggest yeah, challenge I it's is more about the software. Parts. Well, that, but it's more about the people skills, because I think the biggest complaint in the industry is that tech guys don't know how to talk to people. They talk down to them. People feel intimidated. I think a lot of what goes on with cybercrime is the fact that tech people don't know how to articulate, well, these are the ways that you can keep safe from cybercrime. So you need, you need to follow ah. these steps.
1: Okay. All right. So, so that's, that's so- the biggest challenge. So what are the ways that we can keep safe from cybercrime? Never mind, you've already, you've already <laughs> <done that. laughs>
0: Don't click on stuff. It's that simple, you know. Don't click, don't, on, don't on, click on anything.
1: Yeah, that's it. Okay, okay, Don't click cool. on stuff. Yeah, there you go. I wanted, I wanted to ask you um, when you first got into business, because um, you said, as you mentioned, it is um, primarily a white male dominated business. Um, when someone reaches out to contact you for your your help to to um, you know uh, hire you how when you meet face to face what type of, when you first got in the business were you getting any type of um, I would just I'll put it mildly odd reactions well of course you know black tech guy shows up. Um, except in
0: a a, a white tech guy, I mean, you you definitely have to go through the paces a little bit more thorough than you would if you were a white individual. Because, again, you know, with that unconscious bias or just just outright prejudice, people just Mm -hmm. assume that black guys or black people just don't have the aptitude to work on technology. So I've seen in my area, my white peers, become a little bit more successful than I am just because they fit the mold. Even the way they dress, which is in jeans and with, like, you know, casual wear, they can get away with that because they're seen as the tech guy where I have me and my techs go business casual so that we Mm -hmm. have the appearance that we're a professional company. And, you know, I shouldn't have to do that, but at the same time, that's that you have to be, you know, what, twice as better, twice as good as your white, counterpart, So, yeah, a lot of that going on.
1: Even in this day and age. Oh, Even
0: in this day and age. That's right.
1: Yeah. All right. Well,
0: Burton, how
1: do we find you?
0: I'm everywhere on the web. You can find me at BurtonKelso.com or you can just look up Burton Kelso on all of the social media platforms out there, including TikTok, if you can believe that.
1: And those are things you can actually click on. He wants you to click on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) right. Burton, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And, And I hope to catch up with you when you're in town next week. Uh, no, you will. I'll make a uh, yeah, uh you look forward to the point. Yeah, you are probably the only reason I might be going out there So <laughs> this time. So. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening. Have a blessed day. This has been G's Power Hour. i never had it so good. Entertainment. Don't forget to go vote. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.